welcome to the Words of Grace podcast, where we seek to clarify, amplify, and apply the Sunday morning sermon at Grace Community Church. From time to time, we'll address other topics. We hope these podcasts help you press the Word of God into your everyday life. All right, welcome to the Words of Grace podcast. This is Justin with Scott. And oh, it's man, May the 8th. That was an energetic introduction. I know. Oh, oh. You're ready to go. I just had some grapes. I've got some food, and I'm ready to go. Um, but yeah, May the 8th, here we are. Here we are. And we were in First Peter, and I told my community group last night, it's always odd when you only read one verse, because normally you will read a pretty big section when we stand up and read the Word, and mm-hmm. it was one verse, and we were, Lily, my daughter, looked over at me and goes, she kind of looked at me like, oh, we're done? We can sit now? So, <laughs> so one verse, First Peter 3.8. Yeah. It, yeah. Did, it did not shorten the sermon, though. <laughs> it didn't. I kind of looked at my watch like, I think we may go over again. Mm-hmm. But it was a great sermon, uh, a great verse. And so if you will, just for the beginning here, just kind of give us a little recap uh, of where we were yesterday and where we're at in the book of First Peter. Okay. Um, First Peter 3.8 was the, uh, the sermon text on Sunday. Context is... Um, in the section of First Peter about honorable conduct mm-hmm. among the Gentiles or the unbelievers, and of course the context of that is the whole the whole letter of yep. First Peter, which is about several themes run through the true grace of God. I brought mm-hmm. that out. That's the at the end. He says, yep. "I've written to you about the true grace of God, um, about our sojourning life mm-hmm. as people who have experienced the grace of God in this world, about suffering because that is a part of our sojourning life." Mm-hmm. as we uh, are the people of God's grace in this world. And um, and then this kind of fits in there, too, about mm-hmm. the honorable conduct in the midst of that suffering that's in the sojourning life, mm-hmm. that's in the, mm-hmm. the, the, the born-again life by the grace yeah. of God. So you see there's a lot of layers in First Peter. It's really a fascinating, mm-hmm. fascinating, like, like all of the Bible. Yeah. We say that all the time, don't we? Because it's true. Um, the, so the letter of called First Peter is a fascinating letter with lots of layers in it and a lot of beautiful truth. The other thing I'll say, and then we'll mm-hmm. recap from yesterday, is another thing in First Peter is is uh, a couple of times you'll notice that he's writing to the people and he's writing about a topic about like mm-hmm. suffering or uh, something, and then he just inserts right in the middle of it how how Jesus did that. Yeah. Uh, like you'll see in two weeks. Mm-hmm how he just, you know, he's talking about suffering and the right response to suffering. And then, boom, he just takes off into how Jesus did it. Mm. And in the process of doing that, he shares a beautiful gospel witness mm-hmm. about the cross of Christ. Yeah. So we're going to get to that one of those in chapter three. We saw one of those mm. in chapter two. Yeah. So it's a really well-written letter. All right. Yeah. I kind of went long yeah, on that. That's good. What but was re- your question? But recap. Oh, recap. Recap. <laughs> Oh, Sorry, the, I guess this is what happens when you do a podcast with a pastor, you know. When I, on the well on the morning that I've already started studying for next week, man, I'm I'm ready to go. Or the morning after you preach, which yeah. you know heads I'm, all over the place. I'm still processing. <laughs> uh, so no, yesterday we talked about um, uh, honorable qualities mm. to 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 uh, be in the congregation. Yeah, um, and they are. It's a very short verse, but he says, mm. "Finally, all of you." Have unity of mind, there's mm-hmm. one. Number two, sympathy. Number three, brotherly love. Number four, a tender heart. And number five, a humble mind. Mm. So we, we put those as qualities in the congregation. Mm-hmm. And I tried to set that in its context of 
in the world and experiencing suffering. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I liked in, in the sermon, you, you and maybe you, just for our purposes, we can kind of expand on it a little bit, uh, amplify it a little bit, is he shifts now to the congregation. So mm-hmm. he's kind of talking about how you're living among Gentiles, mm-hmm. but now he shifts to the congregation. Why the shift? Mm-hmm. Why do you think that's so important right in this moment in the letter to say, okay, I'm now going to shift to how you're going to act with one another? Yeah. I think it's, okay, another thing to know yeah. when you're reading the Bible is, particularly uh, letters like this, mm-hmm. you you often find these moments where it feels like a transition just was made. Yeah. And this is one of them. Right. Um, it, and sometimes that transition point connects to both right. what came before and what comes after. Mm-hmm. And, and so in this one, he is summing up what he has said, honorable conduct toward government, in the workplace, in marriage, and mm-hmm. then all of you, so the church. So you mm-hmm. can say, okay, he just gave you four categories, and this is the fourth one, and we're done. But it, not really, because this one also, uh, honorable qualities in the congregation, sets up what's coming, mm-hmm. which is the whole, the next chapter and a half, mm-hmm. uh, or maybe two, yeah, chapter and a half on suffering. Yeah. So I think that it's right here in this moment mm-hmm. to to conclude these specific places for honorable conduct, mm-hmm. but to then transition into suffering, which says to me, as the short way of saying that is, the congregation is important mm-hmm. for Christians in the context of suffering. Yeah. And I think that's why he put it there. Yeah. Well, and, and too, I like how you said it connects both ways. And here he was talking to them about their conduct among the Gentiles and how the church acts among one another is lived out among the Gentiles. I mean, they're still going to see the church. That's right. They they, they look in. They, right. And they, so there's a connection there. And then how now we're moving in to suffering. Mm-hmm. So, um, so kind of on the theme, since we're about to head into suffering, mm-hmm. um, you know, the next few weeks— Give me a, let's talk a little bit about why do you feel like it's so important? I think you said in the sermon, like, the church can be so helpful in times of suffering. Yeah. Let's go there. <clears throat> how how have you seen, as a pastor, um, you've been, you know, doing this for a long time, how have you seen the church to be helpful, and how can it be helpful during times of suffering? Okay. All right, let me answer the question by, by giving two two things that I think could be in Peter's mind about the church Mm -hmm. and suffering. And really it's with any group suffering, hardship, an event, um, something, Mm -hmm. you know, a trauma um, in any group of people can cause them to either turn on themselves and Mm -hmm. have conflict or to rally together and Mm -hmm. find strength. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so when Peter gives these qualities, just listen to them again. Unity of mind, sympathy, brotherly love, a tender heart, and a humble mind. Mm. So that those would be qualities that would be helpful mm. in when they're suffering, so that people don't turn on themselves. So, like, let's say someone, a particular congregation that Peter is writing to, someone in that in that context is experiencing um, some form of oppression or some form of uh, injustice in their community. They've lost mm. a job or. They're being, um, you know, put down in some way. Yeah. Something is going on. Uh, they're feeling the pressure of being a Christian. If you're not careful, the, the Christians around them or the congregation 
could answer these questions differently, like what's going on here? Is it or is it not suffering? Um, who's to blame? Mm-hmm. Did you do something? You must have caused this. How yeah. should we respond? Let's, you know, let's get even or let's pray and forgive or let's seek justice mm-hmm. through the, the legal system, whatever. You, right. know, you see, so you get all these questions going on. And, 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 and the tension that results from this, from this uh, suffering can cause people to start to fight hmm. and, and uh, have conflict and see things differently. And the congregation can actually then sort of splinter hmm. when, they get, uh, when they start feeling the pressure and the tension of suffering. And I think Peter doesn't want them to do that. Yeah. What he wants them to do is be together, to be like-minded Mm-hmm. Suffering for the right cause, the same cause, being humble toward one another, being loving toward one another, mm-hmm. so that they can actually be stronger mm-hmm. congregationally, mm-hmm. so that when Christians experience the 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 tension of this world and living in this world, mm-hmm. they have a resource yeah. uh, in each other to stay faithful. Yeah. So that's what I think he's doing. He's, he's aiming for them not to splinter and separate. Gotcha. He's aiming for them to remain together, remain in Christ, mm-hmm. remain faithful. Yeah. So how then does that happen? I think yeah. is, what, yeah. is your question. Um, well, we need people to bear our burdens with us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause even in like when you were talking about that example just a second ago, yeah, I was thinking like when they begin to argue of what's going on and answer all the questions, they've almost kind of forgot about the person who's suffering. That's right. You know, and you look at these qualities, I mean, it's really going to be drawing, you know, obviously drawing near to Christ mm-hmm. who resembles this very well, but mm-hmm. also learning how to wrap around this person who mm-hmm. is suffering and not really begin to get into the, I'm mm-hmm. not saying the weeds, not that mm-hmm. those aren't maybe important questions, mm-hmm. but really caring for the person. Yeah, that's right. So we need to remember that we have, we have people among us who are suffering and mm-hmm. our ultimate goal is to be faithful to Christ. Right. That that's the ultimate. Yeah. Um, there are other things that we would hope. Mm-hmm. We, we would hope that we wouldn't have to suffer unjustly. Right. We would hope that we can help people find remedies for that kind of injustice or suffering. Um, you know. But uh, ultimately, what we want is faithfulness, and so we need each other to pray and to encourage and to and to discern and to process through in each given situation. What does faithfulness to Christ look like? Some things are very overt. You know, somebody comes up to you and says, you've got three seconds to deny Christ or we're going to take your life. Mm-hmm. Well, it's clear. Yeah. But there are other things like, um, like I've had two people in the last week, interestingly, mm-hmm. and these two people don't know each other, uh, but two people in the last week who have shared a bit um, about their workplace mm-hmm. and how their workplace is starting to require of them things that are challenging to their faith. Mm. Well, that's real. Yeah. And it's going to become more and more real, it sounds yeah. like. Yeah. So when those people go to church mm-hmm. and relate to their Christian brothers and sisters, those people need a place to discern. Yeah. What should I do? Can I participate in this? Can I participate in that? Yeah. Is this stepping over the line? Is this just being a good employee? Is this a denial of my Christian faith? Is this um, being considerate of the people around me, but not mm-hmm. a denial? You see, there's, it's not always that clear. Right. The situations change. And so Christians are going to need a church to go to where they're, they're going to know I'm, I'm like-minded with these people. 
-hmm. We believe the same thing. We want to be faithful to Christ. We want to do the will of God. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they, um, I'm I'm in a place that's going to be tender-hearted toward me. I'm, I might mm -hmm. I might fail. I might not always do it right, but they're not going to condemn me. That I'm in a tough spot. I'm doing the best I can do. They're going to help yeah. me. They need a place. They need a place that loves me. You, you see, mm -hmm. Christians are going to need a a good, faithful, but also helpful mm -hmm. congregation. Right. So you you could say, well, that congregation's faithful in what they believe. They're just not helpful to the people there who are mm -hmm. actually trying to figure this out in some really challenging situations in the in the workplace or yeah. the, the neighborhood. Or, or we could say, no, these people really want to help me, mm -hmm. but they've chunked the gospel and they've chunked the biblical faith and morality. We don't want to do that. We want to be faithful yeah. and we want to also be helpful to our to our church, yeah. our members. Um, in the congregation who are who are experiencing some form of suffering, yeah, in this world. Yeah, I, I'm looking at these this list of attributes that we see that Peter's calling the church to, which again you, you said on Sunday is we see perfectly in Christ. But I just taking the one like tender-hearted, even if there is like you're giving this example of someone in the workplace, even if it gets to the point where you're trying to pray through all of the details of that. And like you said, it may not be clear, mm -hmm. but if we came with it in a tender heart, like I just feel like even if there's a discussion to be had, mm -hmm. but if it's tender hearted, like even if there's like confusion and maybe there's some opinions flying around, mm -hmm. I feel like it still would go well if it's coming at it from an angle yeah. of being tender hearted. Yeah, you know? absolutely. I think you're right, yeah. and 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 think too about we're we're all everybody's going to struggle here, right, in this world with not only something that comes from without, but something that comes from within. Mm -hmm. You know, our own fears, yeah, um, our own our own internal failings, right. So there's trial and there's temptation, yeah. And so yes, you can a, a context a, a congregation where someone can actually come in and confess his or her sin, someone can find brothers and sisters where they can actually show mm -hmm. and share where they're really struggling and it's not pretty. Yeah. There's a, as we said of Jesus toward Peter, there's a tenderness that longs for people to know Christ and to be forgiven and to be strengthened. Mm -hmm. That, that, that's a heart for them that opens the door, uh, opens the mind for the words that might come, uh, words of correction, yeah. words of instruction. Um, exhortation. Yeah. So it all kind of works. It all kind of works together. But the, the point I think we're, we're yeah. saying is that the congregation experiencing this kind of life together and many other kinds of life that I right. mentioned throughout the New Testament letters is going to be more and more important. Yeah. I don't know about more and more. That, that's probably not accurate. It's always been important. Right. Equally so. But it is important for Christians in the, in the world mm -hmm. experiencing suffering yeah, to do so in a God honoring way mm -hmm. that gives a testimony to His grace. Yeah, and and that's yeah. the point. Yeah, yeah, I like that. So it's like as we look into suffering, it's it's a the goal of this is to be faithful to Christ mm -hmm. and to help each other be faithful. And as you look back in First Peter, as we live among the Gentiles as a congregation living this way, it is a picture to the Gentile world unbelieving world mm -hmm. of his grace mm -hmm. and how he works in and through us. Because, I mean, you look at this community, if you saw a community like this that was healthy in these ways, I mean, it really is a picture yeah. of what the gospel can do to a, a community. 
That's right. Yeah. And uh, it, it's a beautiful picture of that, and it's a beautiful place yeah. for Christians to live so that they'll be faithful sojourners. Yeah. Well, again, it was a great sermon on Sunday. Um, encourage those of you that weren't able to be here to listen to it online. Um, and we're going to be heading forward, I'm assuming, into That's suffering. That's right. So, so Sunday, we pick up in the next verse. Mm-hmm. And we're going to do more verses this coming Sunday. Mm-hmm. But we pick up in the next verse, chapter 3, verse 9. And uh, now now we're into the section Yeah, where he's saying, okay, this, you're suffering. Yep. And here's how we respond. Yep. And it really goes through the end of chapter 4. Okay. So we'll, we'll be in it for a few weeks. Great. We'll look forward to it. All right. Thanks.